Heather, one of the services librarians at Heartland's Cromain Library. And today I am joined by Shelby and our community relations department and Kelsey, one of our teen services librarians to discuss the last part of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And it is entitled, ah! So- Like happy. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and our scarecrow is just like really, really relaxed in this image as well. He is just chilling. he's had a good belly laugh. He's just laid back, giggling. Absolutely. So this story is going to be different. So even though the title matches the first part of the story, um the the ones in the first chapter are meant to scare you, but these ones are meant to make you laugh. So we're going to kick it off with the Viper. Viper. All right, this one is definitely meant to be said out loud. And I actually heard this the first time a kid like paraphrasing it rather than hearing it for the first time in the book. Um, but this one is a little bit similar. Um, and that is about creepy phone calls. So we have this lady and she is alone on the top floor of her apartment building. Uh, and she hears the telephone ring. And when she answers it, the person says, this is the Viper, I'm coming up. And like Doreen, she's just like, oh, somebody's messing around. And half an hour later, she gets the same guy calling. He says, it's the Viper. I'll be up soon. And she doesn't know what to get. Think she's freaking up. She's freaking up. She's freaking out. She's freaking up. <laughs> she's freaking up. I don't know. That's like freaking out, but higher. Uh, <laughs> I imagine like being so scared that you're just throwing up and just like hyperventilating, throwing. Up. You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm freaking up. <laughs> I'm freaking up, man. I'm freaking up. <laughs> it's like getting worked up and freaking out, freaking mm -hmm. up. She's so, she's freaking up, I guess. She's That's having a hard time. <laughs> she's freaking. Because um, the, the next one says, I'm coming up now. She calls the police and they said they're going to come over. And her doorbell rings. And she thinks it's the police. Um, but she opens the door and there's this like little old man. And we got a little picture of him. He's just this squat old man, big feet. And he's got a bucket and he's got a cloth. And he's like, I am the viper. I wish to wash and wipe your windows. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> or and like, the little old man is adorable. <laughs> he is. And so this is the window viper here. I remembered this one for so long because it's so, it's so much fun with the little voice. Yeah, it's funny too because um so this one, my family actually, we we would call him the window washer though. Um, and we used to tell the story in my family. So when I was rereading this, I told my mom about it. I was like, hey, did we like read scary stories to tell in the dark together? And she was like, no, why? And I was like, because there's a story called the Viper. And do you remember the window washer? And she was like, oh my gosh, the window washer was a story that the kids in my neighborhood used to tell like in the sixties. Um, so I just always thought it was really funny. So I used to um, just tell you guys that one when I thought you needed to laugh. So I thought that was really interesting too hmm. um yeah, yeah that one's made the rounds and again yeah, uh, the, absolutely the the way i had heard it the like closing line was i am the window viper i'm here to wipe your windows yes 
<laughs> yes, and our, our closing line for ours was always sing songy. Like I came to vibe your fandos. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> yes. So you go from ominous voice to regular voice. To singy voice. To singy voice. All right, and then we go to a creepy attic in the story, The Attic, and there is a very spooky image. Um, there are cobwebs, there are old stairs, and an empty chair. Um, so I thought this, this image was spooky because this is supposed to be like a funny section. So I was like, what in the world? This is not a funny image. It's terrifying. This will haunt my dreams. Oh, absolutely. The the image of these little stairs going up to this upper floor with just a door on one side and a, a chair on the other and cobwebs everywhere. It's not, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. And I'm wondering too, because it all, it gives me creepy basement vibes. So even though it's going up, you know, like, ugh, attics and basements, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> So in this one, um, a man lived with his dog deep in the woods. One day he got an odd feeling while he was out of the house. So he rushed home and he couldn't find his dog anywhere. He looked for days and days. One day he heard a noise coming from the attic. As he was walking upstairs, he screamed. I'm not going to scream, but the narrator instructs the storyteller to scream. I'm not going to do that today. So, ah, and typically, um, someone will ask the storyteller why they screamed, and the storyteller responds, you'd scream too if you stepped on a nail in your bare feet. I didn't find this funny. I was just oh, worried man. about, like, all I'm the I'm stressed out about it. Ugh. Yeah, like, what happened to the pup? What made the noise? Did the man get tetanus? I have so many questions. Yeah, I have. So I always many. hated that in Home Alone too. When they he steps on the nail, I would always just like, ah, I can never watch it. Do not watch. Hate it, hate it. I hate it. <laughs> are we ready to hear about the slithery D? I don't know. Are we? I think we're. I think we're ready. I think we can handle it. Okay. This one, I didn't remember until I got back into this book and um it's kind of cute it kind of reminds me of where the wild things are in terms of these illustrations it's uh I guess you would call this almost comic book style where we have four images that make up the story and then <clears throat> with each image is just a couple of lines so it shows uh three little creatures standing overlooking some water and then the line is the slithery d he came out of the sea and then the second image is um, just the one creature farthest on the right sitting alone. And it looks like little like little uh, specks of what used to be the other two creatures are still there. And so the next line is, he ate all the others, but he didn't eat me. And then it shows just our one creature standing alone overlooking the water again. The slithery D, he came out of the sea and then he ate all the others, but he didn't eat slurp. And so all you see is the creature's little tail left. Mm -hmm. That's the story. <laughs> and I feel like that one is kind of funny, but it's also horrifying at the same time. <laughs> yeah, like we're just trying to hang out and look at some water. And now a creature came out of the sea and just ate all of us. Yeah, that's not think, cool. But what also, do? yeah. <laughs> and what did you think like the creatures were? Because I totally got a Where the Wild Things like vibe from this as well. What did you think they were? 
think that they were supposed to be some kind of similar to human creatures, but not actually human. Because they don't they don't look human at all. Mm-hmm. Um, one looks like a weird buffalo situation. The other one's like big and sturdy and has like, those are either some pointy ears or little horns. We're seeing all of these creatures from behind too. So that doesn't help mm-hmm. faces, right? Because they're turned away from us. And then the one on the right that lives the longest, which is <laughs> that, <laughs> um, is kind of human shaped, but it has a, a big long tail and a really round big head. So I, I just always think where the wild things are. Just like, I don't know, little crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one like on the left, it almost looks like a bird buffalo <laughs> or something. And <laughs> a little like bird. Well, big. It's like the biggest creature. So I I don't want to like see that in the wild. I'm also wondering why um the little dude, he kind of looks like an alien to me. Why he stayed there as the creatures were getting eaten. Like, was he just in shock? I don't know. Maybe he was feeling confident because he ate all the others, but he didn't eat me. Mm-hmm. Thought they were friends or something. Yeah. Keeps looking out at the water. Which is very nice. Yeah. Well, he's got to tell the story. So, I mean, he's busy. You know, in the pictures, those three birds that are flying over the water are at the very left in the first column. And then the very last image, they're all the way to the right. And they've mm-hmm bit closer so Mm -hmm. it looks like all of this happened in the span of like maybe a couple of seconds or less than a minute which that would make sense here if a if a creature just like snapped up your two friends and then a second passes where you're just standing alone and then you're gone too Mm -hmm. I always imagine the story taking place over like a few days or weeks where it's like we just hang out by the water my friend oh they got eaten but it's fine I hang out by the water and then he gets eaten too but actually it could have just been like a real quick chomp session yeah it must have been a huge creature too to take down those two huge animals things at once (laughs) it it is like a funny cutesy story but it is kind of creepy that we'll never know what these three creatures are and we'll never know what other creature came and Mm -hmm. and slurped them up what is the slithery d right like the Loch Ness monster yeah yeah guess we'll never know <laughs> no because the one survivor ended up getting sad to say. like the slithery part makes sense but what does d stand for you know slithery do slithery d maybe <laughs> Tweedledee. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm like, what comes out of the sea? And my first thought was like, a duck? That can't be it. Like a slithery a, duck? A slippery, slithery creature eating giant duck. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would feel like I was safe too if like a giant duck like came out, if it was a goose. However, I'd be like, nope, <laughs> bye. Those guys are out for blood. But if it was a duck, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Then it's over for me. Yeah. Maybe like Slithery D stands for Slithery Danger. I don't know. It seems to be Slithery Danger. (laughs) (laughs) I just, Duck was the first thing I thought of. It started with a D and had anything to do with water. He's a duck, duck, (laughs) silly goose. (laughs) Well, he could be a dragon. He could be a water dragon. Slithery D. I've got so many questions. 
but it had to have been in an instant. And like the story is so short too. So, cause I also, when I first read this as a kid, I thought it took place like over the course of weeks. And for some reason, like dude just kept hanging out by the water, but that makes more sense. And that was a great observation. Like the birds moving That's across so cool. the beach. Makes it a little creepier. So loud for the premature gloating from that guy. Like he didn't get me. Yeah. I know really. He was cocky for about 10 seconds there. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of creepy images that will um, haunt my nightmares, um, you know, at least he's happy in the image, um, but we see a dead body dancing around much like the other images in this book, the body's in the process of decay. Um, Underneath the photo, it says, how that dead man danced. For the record, I'd be terrified if I saw a decaying zombie corpse dancing. Just, just so that's out there, so everybody knows. Like, yes, absolutely. Maybe, maybe it's Aaron Kelly's dress from the white satin evening gown. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, we find out that the dead body belongs to Aaron Kelly. He doesn't feel dead, so he takes a casual stroll home and talks to his widow, like you do. Apparently, she isn't freaked out about this at all and tells him he's the one that died after he asks why everyone's acting like there is a death. He proceeds to just chill in the house, which makes the widow angsty because she can't collect his life insurance. So then the town fiddler comes by wanting the widow's hand in marriage. She'd like to marry him, but obviously can't since Aaron is just chilling there. Aaron asks him to play the fiddle and he starts dancing. As he dances, his bones begin to fall off one by one until the only thing left is his grinning skull. The fiddler leaves, rescinds his offer to marry the widow, and the family buries Aaron's bones back in the graveyard in an order where he cannot reanimate himself. From that day forward, Aaron stayed in his grave, but Aaron saw to the fact that the widow would never remarry. Unfortunate. I hate this story. (laughs) Um, To me, like Aaron Kelly, I feel like it was a cycle of an abusive relationship. Like I feel really bad for the widow because she's like, he's making it impossible for her to move on with her life, even though like he's, he's dead. He just decides he's going to hang around and like make her life kind of miserable in the process. And then like, bother the person who's trying to um you know just kind of be her partner after she experienced this um tragic situation um I did laugh though when she said um she needed him to be dead so she could claim his life insurance (laughs) yeah brutal yeah and I kind of wonder if she killed him so maybe she was like the abusive one and he was like no fam here I am you think you're gonna use my money no <laughs> wow these they both funny sound like stories crap people honestly yeah they both suck <laughs> <laughs> we're not rooting for either of these characters it's fine mm-hmm. do we root for the fiddler yeah or is he kind of a jerk too he's just there to hang out honestly and then he plays the fiddle and it's kind of helpful i guess and then yeah. all the body parts fall out and he's like this is not my scene yeah. Did not sign yeah. up for this. Yeah, yeah, I'm not here for this drama piece. Apparently, you two still need to work out some stuff. Like, I am not going to be a party to this drama. Like, I, uh, I wasn't into that. I didn't sign up for that. I'm going to find someone whose interests more closely align with not dancing corpses to pieces. Mm-hmm. 
just want to play the fiddle in peace honestly yeah (laughs) all right so our next spooky well not so spooky tale is wait till martin comes well wait till you hear this one because it is a little spooky Mm -hmm. um i'm not sure i mean there's like a cute little quip at the end not sure if it ever turns super funny um depending on how you feel about cats and also, even if you love cats, you're aware that some of them just happen to be possessed by Satan. That's just how they are. And it's great. They're delightful. However, okay. This story is called Wait Till Martin Comes. An old man is out for a walk. A storm comes up. So he needs somewhere to take shelter. So he goes to this old porch and uh, there's no one answering the door, but the rain is really coming down and it's thundering and there's lightning. So it's dangerous. He runs inside the house. So he uh, broke up a couple boxes that were in there, makes a fire, and then he sits down in front of the fire and he falls asleep. So when he wakes up, a black cat is sitting near the fire. It stared at him for a while, then it purred. And so the guy just thinks, well, that's a nice cat. And then he dozes off again, which uh, relatable. I think all of us would have the exact same thought. So then when the man opens his eyes again, there's a second cat in the room. But this one was as big as a wolf. So (laughs) a giant cat looks at the other cat and says, shall we do it now? And the smaller cat says, no, let's wait till Martin comes. (laughs) Who is Martin? So the man thinks uh, he might be dreaming. So he closes his eyes again. But when he looks again, there's a third cat in the room. This one's as big as a tiger. So it's even bigger than the first and the second cat. It says shall we do it now? And the other cats say, no, let's wait till Martin comes. The old man jumps up and he runs out of there and says, when Martin comes, you tell him I couldn't wait. I really like this story. It's so creepy and weird. And also the cats honestly are really cute. Like maybe they just wanted to throw a party for this guy. Maybe they were super, like, can you imagine? (laughs) I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm so excited. Martin must be Clifford the big red cat or something like giant <laughs> and how many more cats on the the Congo line before we get to Martin like was Martin the next cat we'll never know I really like it it's creepy and weird and awesome yeah and I feel like both you and Kelsey both would try to like befriend this cat's like oh little babies <laughs> both of us being 100%. black cat owners we would both yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well, I love my black cat she's so sweet her name isn't Martin so it wasn't her yeah maybe it was maybe your cat like sneezes. she has an alias yeah it turns into a giant cat puts and- on a curly mustache no my name's totally Martin mm-hmm. hi I'm Martin it does not tarot anymore I'm Martin now yeah yeah give me you never snuggles. know give me treats <laughs> yeah I am Although, your master now. <laughs> if it if it was if it was my black cat who was secretly Martin, uh, then what's happening is they were all gonna go drink out the toilet. Hmm. Oh, even though I bought her a new bubbler water fountain, she won't drink out of it. She still prefers the toilet. Hmm. Yum. The yum. queen. The queen gets what the queen wants. <laughs> Basically, that's okay. That's the thing with cats. Okay, you can't stop them they're not reasonable like other creatures or even children can be reasonable cats are just like no homes like i pay the rent you can't tell me what to do around here and they just do what they want Mm -hmm. 
Honestly, yeah. I love cats. <laughs> we got in trouble with our cat for uh, having the blinds closed on the on the porch door because that's her her TV, her tarot vision is that window. <laughs> tarot vision. <laughs> she was gonna she was gonna kick up a ruckus until we opened it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who can blame her? I also just have a lot of questions about the man in this story. Like, who enters a random house, whether you're seeking shelter from a storm or not, and you think someone might live there? You invite yourself in, and then you light some boxes in the corner on fire. Like, my dude, who who does that? Rude, honestly. Yeah. So maybe Martin is the owner that's going to be like, what are you doing in my house? (laughs) Yeah, maybe Martin's not even a cat. Yeah, it nowhere says that Martin is a cat. Mm -hmm. Do you think these, if he is a cat, do you think these other cats have like people names? Oh, maybe like one is like Chester and one is- And the other's Joseph. Yeah, (laughs) I go for these really old names. (laughs) You're like Joseph. I'm like, yeah, that's that's probably Joseph Martin Ferdinand. Why? Why? Also, the title Wait Till Martin Comes made me think of the Mary Downing Han novel Wait Till Helen Comes. I've read that one. Yeah. Maybe that's why it feels so creepy. I need to read that one again. I think I read this like a really little one, but it's been a long time. Same. I really liked Mary Downing Han. Oh, yeah. All right. And our final story in this section is The Ghost with Bloody Fingers. And there is a super creepy image of a bloody hand and it looks kind of severed at the wrist and there's just like a pool of blood. It, it, this, this hand is just not having a good day. Kind of gives me Adam's family vibes, but if like the hand, the, it, was it called the thing? And Adam's family where like the hand was thing. just like- Yeah, mm-hmm. not yeah. the thing, just thing. Just thing, yeah. Just thing. Mm-hmm. So if thing had an accident, this is what it would look like. Um, so the story is a businessman went to stay at a hotel and they only had one room available. They didn't like to rent that room out though, because it's haunted. He said he didn't believe in ghosts. So he took the room. As soon as he shut the door, he saw a ghost with a bloody hand and heard bloody fingers and ran. The next day, a woman came in and it was again the only room available, so she took it, saying she isn't scared of ghosts. When the ghost came and started saying, bloody fingers, she also ran. So finally, a guitar player came the following day and he took the room. When the ghost came while he was strumming his guitar and said, bloody fingers, he told him to go get a (laughs) band-aid. I actually loved that one. Chill, man. Go get a band-aid. Yeah. So if you were in that situation, which character do you think that you would be if you were in a haunted room and you were hearing bloody fingers? Mm, I don't know if I'd be able to hang out long enough to tell him to get a Mm band-aid. It depends on who you are. I'm in. Same. Because I really want to be the gu- guitar player, but I, I don't know, like, if I would be, if I was really tired, I think I would just be like, dude, like, go get a Band-Aid. But if I was, like, in my rational, um, kind of, like, normal mind, I think I would probably hightail it out. 
I know we all want to be the guitar player, but we're actually the other two. We're right. like, oh, thank you. I'm out. Bye. Yeah. Thanks. No, thanks. I am not here for that business. I request a refund. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, but that's the thing. It's like they did tell them the room was haunted. So it's that's like, true. well, I, I might have been a little braver because it's like they did give me a heads up that there was going to be some weird stuff that was happening in here. Maybe I would just put on my headphones so I can hear it. It's like, I need to sleep. Yeah, I don't know. Buddy. Just... If it were like a buddy system, I'd be a little. Yeah. Yeah. I might, I might film it. Let's be mm-hmm. real. If I saw that happening. I'm, I'm filming that so I have proof. Yes. I don't want anybody calling me crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna prove it. Yes, I think that is perfect. I think that's what I would do too. Just like voice recorder and video camera <laughs> recorder. Yep. Mm-hmm. Here for the library TikTok. Can you turn around? <laughs> <and smile? laughs> legit, legit. Yes. How when many bloody question? fingers would you give this movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I guess that's a good thing. How many bloody fingers would you give this novel? Yeah, exactly. Or this collection of short stories. Five full fingers. It's perfect. The images are perfect. I love it and I hate it. Yeah, I think I'd give it a five too. Like I um yeah. I don't give fives frequently. And um this one, it had all the nostalgia vibes. And even though there were some things that were problematic in this book, it was just so fun to like revisit this one. And it was perfect for spooky season. And in the last section, did you think the stories were funny? Most of them. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think a couple didn't hit the note quite right, but I would say that for some of the the scary ones weren't quite scary enough for me. Yeah, I agree on that one as well. As a little kid, um, in the scary parts, I think I would be really um, scared of some of them, but as an adult, they were just, some of the scary ones were quite comical to me. Yeah, we're a little hokey, but mm-hmm. that's, that's part of the vibe, you know? Yeah. Hokey is part of the vibe. It totally is, and I also see why kids still read this like we still have several copies of this book in our collection and I totally understand why it's still circulating because not only does it give like younger gen x all millennials and I would say older gen z like warm nostalgic vibes so if they have kids they want to share it but it is it's still just like really compelling I think kids do like to be scared and to like kind of just push their limits on that so I totally see why it's still popular. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So this wraps up our super fun scary stories podcast series. Thanks for joining us. Bye.